From the BYU Radio Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Kate McLeod writes songs, good ones, and sometimes people hear her songs before they hear her. That's because other performers love to sing them too. They've been featured on National Public Radio, heard on a Prairie Home Companion, and covered by recording artists from California to the Czech Republic. Still, there is something magical about hearing a song performed by the person who wrote it, and that is the magic we're going to share with you today. Kate McLeod is open for artists Roseanne Cash, Dan Fogelberg, Greg Brown, among others. She also performs concerts of her own across the country. Her songwriting style and live performances display an unbreakable link between traditional music and cutting-edge contemporary songwriting. Kate takes inspiration from the places she's lived, like Harpers Ferry, Virginia, the Red Rock area of Utah, and where her daughters live, a place tucked into the northwest corner of the country near Seattle. She makes music with her voice, guitar, violin, and harmonica, and sings and writes in a variety of styles, but there is one element always present, no matter the instrument or the genre, authenticity. Here's Kate McLeod with Sometimes a Sound. Sometimes a sound 
sentence could be How do I love you? How do I know you? How do I lift you up? Sometimes a Sound, performed live by Kate McLeod. This is Highway 89. Kate McLeod, welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Well, thank you very much for it inviting me. It is just me. sheer delight to sit and hear you play and sing Thank together. you. Thank you. Uh, you've spent time crisscrossing the United States, staying at a lot of bed and breakfast, performing music <laughs> from your new album, and you spent the first part of the year in the wilds of Kentucky, Massachusetts, New York, Florida, Washington, <laughs> Kansas, and now you're home, yes. or at least one of the places yes. you feel at home. Yes, yes. So, We've been hearing and, and reading, and we're going to hear from your brand new album, Kate McLeod at Ken Sanders Rare Books. Uh, this is on your Waterbug Records label, recorded with an audience, done completely live at Ken Sanders Bookstore in Salt Lake City. Yes. And this is a collection, I understand, of original songs written over a 30-year time span, Yeah. but inspired by books. Yeah. I had a whole collection of them in my notebooks. I noticed that I had so many that I decided to put them on a collection. So was that just a natural reaction? You'd read a book and, and just feel like you had to sum it up, or was there a character in it? What what in the books made you think, this is a song? Well, it's all of the above. I, I think writers, we often take um, inspiration from everything around us. So if I re am reading a good story, that's just, I want to echo that in a new medium. And song is a, new me a different medium than a book. And so usually um, when, I, when that happens, it was something that sparked further conversation in my mind hmm. about the things I was reading that fit very well in song. Well, just a few of the titles are The Time Traveler's Wife, Butch Cassidy, A Biography, even The Pilgrim's Progress. Talk about your older books. <laughs> the 1600s. <laughs> yes, we're going way back. Yeah. Back when there first were books. Yes, exactly uh, right. And one song, Lucy of Littletown, uh, Based Beatrix on um, Beatrix Potter's children book, children's book, The Tale of Ms. Twiggy Winkle. Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. Oh, is it Tiggy? <laughs> I know, it's very <laughs> difficult <Tiggy>. to say. <laughs> was that something that you read as a children's yes. book to your kids? Well, that was one of my favorite book series when I was a child, was ah. her whole collection of, they're very small books, and they, I think most people are familiar with Peter Rabbit. And the button caught in the yes. netting. Yes, I yeah. still have distress if I think about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and there is a series of books that she wrote, including The Tale of Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. And that was my favorite one, my personal favorite. So uh, for some of these, you mentioned all, you know, all of the above, sometimes an idea in the book, sometimes a, a character. Have you ever felt like you were able to just kind of sum up an entire book? Um, yes, a couple of them are, are, are like that. A couple of the songs on the collection are summing up the book. Um, Prairie Earth for instance, I really tried to carry the the very long arc of discussion in the book throughout the song. Um, it's a very long and very lyric-heavy song. <laughs> the book was 600 pages, so... <laughs> so you actually did pretty well, condensing it down. Yes, that's right. Are these all books that you've come across, but... Or, or uh, I, the reason I ask is that we have, we spied on you on your blog, and it looked like once you you, you had sung some songs from books, that, that people got the idea that you needed books to write and started. Oh yeah, they started, people are giving me their favorite books. I love that though because actually some of these songs did come from books that were given to me. Uh -huh. uh, probably half of them, including the oldest one, which was *The Pilgrim's Progress*. My mother gave that book to me. She had it on her shelf. It was an ant it's a very old edition of it, an early edition of mm. it, and I still have it. And um, so it, that was the one that started this entire collection. So uh, people send them because they think, oh, she loves to read, or are they thinking, I wish there were a song from this? Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> I can never guess. <laughs> so when you started collecting the songs and, thought, and, and got this as a concept, I'm going to do a, an album of book songs, were there some holes you felt like you needed to fill? 
Oh, <clears throat> I don't I don't know if I remember. I think that I need I did go through them all and of course not all of them made it on the recording. There were a couple of that I recorded that just didn't cut it as far as the the performance went and then I was running out of room and this and that and the other. But I think that um in the process of getting ready for that recording project, I finished a couple of them that had mm. been started that I sort of needed that step in order to finish the songs. So, yes, I and I there were songs that I thought were important to balance out the project, specifically the newest one which was Love in and Out of Time, which is based on The Time Traveler's Wife. And we'll actually get to that one today. Uh besides having this novel concept, get it? Novel concept. <laughs> oh, there are a lot of puns <laughs> we could come up with that. Okay. <laughs> I've already, I've had so many puns about this, especially when I go to booking concerts. <laughs> Okay. You know, no pun intended, but... <laughs> well, this would be a unique project just for that alone. And then you said, I'm going to record it in a, in a bookstore yes. with an audience. Yes. And what, what popped that into your mind? Well, um, I thought that would be most fitting for it. I want it to be very simple. The, the project is very sparse. Um, it's just me and my guitar and on a few a harmony singer, which is very much like reading a story out of a book to someone. Mm. I wanted that performance to be very much like sharing a book as you would if you were having a book reading in a bookstore. So that is why the project is very unproduced as far as instrumentation goes on it, because my previous album was highly produced. We did it in Nashville and we have a lot of musicians on it, but this is completely solo, which I thought would be fitting for a book project. Yeah. And then, of course, I realized that um, Ken Sanders Books in Salt Lake City, there are many small book companies around, and they really do need to be supported. But also, there was a, I wanted to thank Ken Sanders for all the years he's hosted poets and authors and musicians in his establishment, really for no profit of his own. And he's just very interested in sharing culture with people. And so I decided to honor that a little bit in the project. Well, let's hear one of these songs from the project. The album is called Kate McLeod, a Ken Sanders Rare Books. And this is just out and recorded live in the actual Ken Sanders Rare Bookstore of the uh, of the title. The song is called New Homeland. And this was inspired by James Michener's novel Chesapeake which goes over a span of 1583 clear up to 1978. Long did 
dog while I watched that ship. She sailed on, she stood on the deck like the fairest of queens. A promise of joy her sight does bring. Today she will come to my island where I've planted the grasses green and the house that I've built with my own hands will welcome her to a new home. She looked like I thought she would be the finest of English ladies with her head held high like the proudest of things. A promise of love her heart does bring. Today she will come to my I've built with my own hands will welcome her to a new homeland Kate McLeod singing her song New Homeland this is BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Kate McLeod is a singer and songwriter most at peace, and I'm quoting her, in front of a candlelit table with a small guitar in hand, a fan of homemade ketchup, kayaking, walking, and family. <laughs> Kate, is again, beautiful to hear you sing that song. In that case, you took a, a, a song, the, the book, Chesapeake has 14 different voyages, and it sounded like yes, you picked one specific one. I did. I was talking about a very small section of the book where a man was waiting for his wife to join him. He had come across the ocean from England and was settled in the Chesapeake area, Chesapeake Bay area. This is an area that my family is from. And so I chose that story because it's very similar to my family's own history. My mother's side of the family there were settlers that came over on the first boats in 1632 to settle the Chesapeake Bay. And wow. this same story was my own family story. I think that's so interesting also that you're using, a, I, I guess, an attitude that comes, I think, from England, from Wales, which is you're a woman, but you can sing the song as a man. Yeah. Or vice versa. You just yes. tell the tale is the important thing. Yeah. So it's very old uh, singing from uh, probably really from the Euro folk tradition where we can share songs about things like that. <laughs> well, let me tell, let's talk about your own personal journey here musically because you came from a very musical family, although you say your parents were in the sciences. Mm -hmm. And what, what sciences are those? My mother is a microbiologist. My mother is still alive. Although now she does delve into her art full time since she's retired. My father was an engineer who worked for um, first for the space, space flight program, and then later he worked for the federal government in D.C. And I understand he was also your, your supplier for your addiction to, to new music. <laughs> yes. My parents, uh, I blame my mom for my, my love of song because um, we used to sing songs around the house. Mm. And, um, of course, I'm not blaming her for anything, but this is joking. Um, she used to, she knew I loved the folk songs, and so she would buy me all the little 45s and all of the things that were going on when I was a child, the music that was happening when I was a child. So I grew up on folk music. I grew up on song, basically. You know, a song, it, 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 it doesn't need to fit in a genre to me. Mm -hmm. A song is a song, and I can write a pop song, or I can write a, something that fits in a folk style. I do do all of that. I write in many different styles. Specifically, the one I just sang is a very old kind of, sounds like an old folk song. And so Celtic groups and um, folk singers sing that. The first song I sang is um, I've had 20-something singing that in their pop groups. So... You know, 
I'm very glad. That says something about the quality (laughs) of the writing. A good song can be done a number of ways by different people. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm most interested in song and, and how we can express humanity in these different styles of song. You first moved to Salt Lake City to become a violin maker. Yes, that's so what You started me to with the violin. Mm-hmm. And so we picture people mostly doing classical music, but you're listening to folk. How did you figure out who you were going to be as an artist? Because you had lots of choices. Yes, that's a good question. Actually, um, I was very confused about it when I was young because I did have a lot of choices. And I, and I studied classical, and then I was studying violin making, and I was very confused about my art and where I fit in. And so I I took some time off. I had a family, I had three children. And it was really during that time that I was, um, I had the space to just allow myself to find out where it meant the most to me. And throughout that time, I found that I was writing songs most of the time. And so I just followed that hmm. because other people began to sing my songs and the radio station started to have me in to sing my songs and all this stuff happened. And I just decided that seemed to be where I was making a difference with it. Well, let's hear another one from this album. Uh, Kate's known for also being a great collaborator. Sometimes she's solo, sometimes in a duo, sometimes with a group, and uh, popping up just doing great music in every situation. This song is called Love In and Out of Time. It's from the new album and inspired by the book The Time Traveler's Wife. This was a 2003 bestseller that somehow sort of combines romance and science fiction. It is the only one I have And I am only me When in the present or the past The future always asks That we will always be In love, in and out of time If our broken rhymes can fool the world Time can lead us to together. As sure as the matter where we met, one of us is there when the other's bleeding. We've tried. Without regret, sometimes in misstep, other times in grieving. In love, in and out of time, if our broken rhymes can fool the world, then time can lead us to together. way love comes from somewhere else and as it holds us to a day we become as one as we become ourselves and if love must be scattered over time if we're lost or if we die memories of of the lines in the questions of the mind the truth has never failed us in love in and out of time if our broken rhymes can fool the world then time can lead us to together 
singer-songwriter Kate McLeod in the studio today. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. We just heard a performance of Love In and Out of Time live. The song is also on the new album. We're not using all of Kate's ammunition here today, as she has other skills we won't be hearing, but she's teaching at the Intermountain Acoustic Music Association's Songwriters Academy later this year, and she was voted by the association uh, 2011's Best Songwriter and Best Fiddler for her region. Let's talk about songwriting just for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember the first song you wrote? Yes, I was about 15, and it was really bad. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and I actually sang it for some us? people, and it was terrible. And they were very, they were like, they were, they were very nice about it. <laughs> do you remember the subject or the title? I don't remember the subject, but I do remember <laughs> that that's, I started writing when I was young, as maybe 15 or 16. <laughs> and when did you start your notebook habit? Oh, probably, well, I would say I started to do that when I, after I'd written four or five songs, I started to keep all my things in a notebook. And you just need to do that as a writer. Just, and I have them all over the house. <laughs> so <you have> <laughs> Different kinds of notebooks. Right have yeah. you ever lost one and then found it and, and thought, wow, there's a good idea right there? Yeah. In fact, I've also done that with music files. Um, sometimes I record music ideas on... On, and I'll just put them away and I don't think about it. And sometimes I'll sift through those and I'll say, wow, why did I forget about that? <laughs> so I think recording things is a very important thing, um, and both in, in with pen and ink, but also just to keep track of things. We keep records of many things in our lives, so keeping records of our thoughts is not such a bad thing. Uh, you wrote once that a lot of people use artistic outlets as a way to make sense of the world around them, and that's how I view writing. Yeah, it helps me process things. I mean, wh what's interesting about it is I didn't, I, I, I fell into songwriting because it helps me focus musically um, and it helps me process things that I experience, but I also really enjoy singing songs. I, I understand the joy of singing a song, and so I have enjoyed putting those things together. But I, I also think that we all need uh, places in our lives to help process what we experience. And luckily, my processes have, have people have gotten something out of them, too. <laughs> well, we share things. You often hear do. people say about us, oh, that's our song, or that song just hit me at the right, it came along yeah. at the right time and said what I wish I could have said. Yes. I've had people send me notes saying, oh, this song got me through this, this song got me through that, um, that recording I played over and over and over when I was having this going on in my life, and things like that. Did you always have an idea of what you were going to sound like and sing like? Or did you go through sort of a, like a Joni Mitchell phase and then a this other phase and whatever it might be, depending on what you were listening mm -hmm. to? That's a good question because actually I came into it all backwards and I think just in, in, in current life now for me, I'm still discovering what I sound like. Um, I I got into it as a musician. I was a violin player, and I, I sang. I sang because I wrote songs, and and just you know, in the last several years, I've been discovering new things about singing that I wasn't aware of when I was in my earlier years. And so I feel like I'm still growing into myself, which I will not um, hold back about how important that is in, in our longevity in life as we gain experience over life. And, you know, I'm, as, as you can see by this project, some of these songs are 30 years old. And I feel like I'm just beginning to understand my, my workings. And so I, got, I like to share that with people to allow ourselves to mature and get older. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good, good thing. Let's hear one more from this album inspired by books. This is Riding the White Horse Home. And I love this quote from uh, Kate about singing. She said, if one does not sing every day, they are truly missing a grand gift of life. For everyone who has some experience with singing knows that it brings a more satisfying, uplifting, and glorious feeling than speaking ever does. Amen. We, she, she says, we, we speak every day. Why aren't we singing every day? Here's Riding the White Horse Home. Thank you. 
This story's trying to make me cry Or is this the Chinook wind in my eye? Was it the father's fighting sons The Iron Mountain mortgage Or the passing on that one? People buried there Their silver spurs Were always passed down To someone They fixed the old corral They saved the orphan calf They built the hole Where we had fun We knew the land so well We knew each other Taking the ranch away Oh, well, the ladies moved away The local store and the station They burned down My daddy broke another leg I had my graduation day Yet only the hogback hills will stay here I drift and so I did become Until I wrote down the memories of my loved ones Now my new love, he's sure the one He knows where I come from And we ride horses when we're near some we knew the land so well, we knew each other well. I dream of riding my white horse while mother would keep fate for taking the ranch away. away when I was young and now I love the life I have and I have plenty of days to face but I sure miss the old home place we knew the land so well we knew each other well I dream of riding my white horse Taking the ranch away. Kate McLeod singing live on BYU Radio. That was her song, Riding the White Horse Home, from the album Kate McLeod at Ken Sanders Rare Books. And you can hear, uh, you can actually see a video performance of that song with Kate and her sometime duo partner, Kat Eggleston, at katemcleod.com. That's M-A-C-L-E-O-D. History of song. This is important to you. You have a way, uh, when, you, when you're teaching, when you're working with people, of tying in really old song forms with the new. Yeah. Well, they're all derivative. We wouldn't have popular music today without the music that came before it. Is that surprising when you work with really young songwriters? Are they surprised to think that it's important to know about things that have happened decades and decades before? Well, I think they know that, but it doesn't hit them until they really spend some time with it. So that's why I teach that in workshops sometimes, because they understand that tangentially but until they really get the experience of how these things are related to each other it does open up a whole new world to them well i'm also really intrigued that you talk about creating a, a classroom area or or, or a relate a, a situation where people can stop criticizing themselves 
Is I think that's the number one thing that holds people back from writing. We won't put anything on paper until we have, quote, the perfect thing. Yeah, I know. It's very easy to be super critical of ourselves, and it's not very useful. <laughs> so how do you get around <laughs> that when you're working with people you've just barely met? Um, well, I first of all, I really make it plain to them up front that I, I for a living, make all my mistakes in public <laughs> as a musician. <laughs> so we just start from that angle, and then everybody feels a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> but I do, I, I, I am very... I'm very friendly in my teaching. I always have been. And so I'm more interested in people becoming comfortable with exploring writing. And through the exploration of their writing, they'll find that they can weed out what's not working. Hmm. And they will find, then they'll be free to let their imagination flow and they'll be free to um, try things that they may have not tried before. Have you ever had a song that you thought, okay, this is working, and then when you finally did it in front of people, you realized you had to make changes? Somehow having the the other people there revealed something. Yes, that happens a lot with writers. It happens with me. I always um, sing a a new song in an unimportant atmosphere (laughs) because of that. It's very interesting. Um, The reflection of people... Um, that's just a natural thing that happens in groups of people, which I think is good, actually. Um, Just as we mirror each other in life, we can be each other's friends. I mean, the same thing. It's a very subtle thing that can happen. So I do sing new songs in an atmosphere where I I don't feel like there's much at stake. (laughs) Well, we want to hear one of the new ones. This uh, Tend Each Other's Lives, this this is a newer song, is that right? Yes. It it actually is in the same vein as the other ones. It was written based on a book, um, some journal entries by pioneer women in in Utah. However, it didn't make it on the album, uh, the collection. um, I didn't really finish it in time. And so um, I wanted to share it today because it's still along the lines of being inspired by a book. And I loved the story behind it. It was so sweet to me um, when pioneer women were struggling to make ends meet. Of course, they ran out of money and matches and all kinds of supplies, household supplies. And so they would look out their window in the morning and see who had a fire if their fire had gone out Mm. and go borrow coals from each other's fires. And they supported each other that way. So, you know, having lived in Utah for so long, of course I'm from the East Coast, Washington, D.C., but I've lived in Utah for decades now. And and I love some of the stories of people struggling through the West to settle it. And so this is one of them from the women's perspective. Nice. Let's hear this. This is Kate McLeod singing her, her uh, yet another song inspired by writing. And the song is called Tend Each Other's Lives. I woke up this morning with the cold Creeping in between the greasewood And the willows and the adobe of the cabin The first thing I'll do before I wake the little children Is to see if the fire from the night Still has a red coal burning And if my fire didn't make it through the night My neighbor has a fire that I can borrow from Sometimes the neighbors come knocking at my door And we tend each other's lives this way It's quiet in the cabin when the water's nearly frozen When John is on the trail before the light has even broken And I hear the empty sound of my bucket with no embers As I call on my neighbor in my coat and my faded apron For if my fire doesn't make it through the night 
My neighbor has a fire that I can borrow from Sometimes the neighbors come knocking at my door And we tend each other's lives this way This is something I can count on beyond my prayers and my reason For the matches and the money hardly ever last the season So much depends on the fire that I tend Like the food that I make for the warmth and the strength of my loved ones and if my own is not enough to get me going, I can look out the window where the wind blows the snow and to see the curl of your chimney smoke. Always a sign of hope saying, here's a warm fire and a door that's always open. Cause if my fire doesn't make it through the night my neighbor has a fire that i can borrow from sometimes the neighbors come knocking at my door and we tend each other's lives this way tend each other's lives performed by kate mcleod I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and you're listening to Highway 89. Next, I think we're going to delve a little into your classical beginnings, because that's where it started. It was violin lessons, right? Yes. I begged for violin lessons. I don't even remember why. I don't remember why I wanted to play the violin so much. I just did. And so my... Um, my parents had already had music lessons for the older children. I was the youngest. I think they'd sort of given up. And so I had to ask for a couple of years for my first grade teacher actually called my mom and said, don't you know, she wants to take the violin. <laughs> she wants Your to study mom was violin. like, yes, we're sick of hearing oh, no. about it. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> so I read that if you could go back in history, and, you know, there's a lot of choices there, if you could go back in history, that you'd like to meet and talk with Johann Sebastian Bach and his wife. Yes. And why is that? Well, there's a lot there. Um, his life was very interesting. Um, his second wife, the one that he wrote a lot of music for, she was a singer. His wife, first wife, I think she died, um, I can't remember exactly how far along in their lives, but um, total he had 20 children with the, between the two marriages. Very large family, He very responsible person. Here he was, a church organist, a composer for the community church. And that is what he did for his living. And he wrote music for his wife who was a singer and at the time it really was not commonplace for women to be singing in, in the church meeting in the church buildings mm. and he would sneak her in and they would sing <laughs> so I, I just have this idea that they they had they had this thing that they shared with each other that was beautiful and I've always wanted to hear her sing with him playing and it's so sad that there's not a recording of something like that did you ever play any Bach on violin. Yes, much of it. Yeah, one of my favorite composers. Well, you never seem to be, uh, as you said, you're still discovering, and you think we should continue discovering who we are, and you don't seem to be afraid of a challenge. I understand your next project, <laughs> as you're releasing this when you have a next in mind, that's all violin. It will be. Um, I've been creating these songwriting projects for a long time, and, and now when I when I perform my violin, people ask me if I have a recording of my violin playing. And I do have part, you know, my violin playing is present on some of the recordings I've done. But there really isn't a good, solid project of that. And the, one of the reasons is I had not decided how I wanted to do that. Um, I figured that I would, I would discover that over time. And I've been collecting some instrumental pieces that I've written 
that are based on landscapes and nature and places that I've been, many of them from the, from the west here, but also from the northwest and the east. And, mm-hmm. and so I decided that that would be a very good project for the violin. So I'm going to have music musical guests on it, and it'll be original compositions on the violin. And, oh. and I, But I'm glad I waited for that, because I didn't want to create a project that was just sort of like someone else had done something like that, or we have enough fiddle playing tune recordings. There are a lot my friends have those and I don't need to make another one because they've already done it as well as it can be done. (laughs) So I was waiting to do a violin project for when the right concept came into my mind. So I'm working on that now, pre-production work. Well, before we introduce the the last song, I want to tell you my favorite moment of today was when you were singing the last song and you were singing about the the woman going out and that she could see if the snow had fallen and, and smoke curling. And you had a moment to take a breath, and your eyes were closed, and I, and you smiled to yourself. To me, I feel like you're living that whole story in your mind. Yeah, well, I can really relate to that. Um, I've raised a family, and I've had to be frugal, and and I've, you know, shared my stories and my needs with other people and that I know. And so I can really relate to these women who were living very harsh lives, just getting by and waking up in a cold room mm. and having to provide for their children. Probably they didn't want the children to know how bad it was, right, <laughs> as we do. And so the women would look after each other that way. Tell me about this last song, Road to Heaven. This actually is on my pre- my previous recording, Blooming, which was produced by Tim O'Brien. And I just like to sing this song. So I'm going to close. Is this my last song? It is. Sadly, yes. <laughs> Until we have you back so, again. <laughs> this is sort of my little, my one day at a time theme song. <laughs> you can find Kate McLeod's music at katemcleod.com. And that's M-A-C-L-E-O-D.com. And the album of that is the new release is Kate McLeod at Ken Sanders Rare Books, recorded live in the bookstore, all songs connected to books. Now here's Road to Heaven. Road to Heaven Where are you taking me today? I'll wake to turn another page I see the sunrise Every morning through the glass Some days are easy Some days they take all that I have Am I ready? Love is shaking Day of ice 
made of fire, made of hope, and made of clay in any minute. I could be taken away. Before the closing of the day Am I ready? Love is shaking like a leaf I'm going somewhere, I'll go anywhere This road will lead me to heaven performed live on byu radio that wraps up another edition of highway 89 our guest today was singer-songwriter kate mcleod she's open for artists roseanne cash dan fogelberg greg brown and others and she performs concerts of her own all across the country her new album is called kate mcleod at ken sanders rare books the cd features her songs written over 30 years each inspired by books you can learn more about kate her upcoming performances and projects at her website katemcleod.com we always love to hear from our listeners we welcome your comments and questions by email send them to highway89 at byu.edu highway 89 is a production of byu broadcasting in provo utah our recording engineer is mark Waite, and our producer jackie tataishi i'm stephen cap perry Thanks for listening.